Hey, it's Tardy Little Party. He's Bill Mudder. I'm Daniel Roos. Bill Apostles. There's Peace and You. We missed the first time around. This time, Bill didn't miss the first time around. I missed it, but it's Bill's pick. It's, it's a movie that totally slaps. No, it doesn't slap. It's, uh, what's the type phrase they use? It's jerkin'. It's jerkin'. Oh, God, yeah. That's they the, yeah. Jerk the. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, how did you miss this movie? I think, uh, me along with everybody else. Yeah, no, this is this, even, this movie. Yeah, this is still definitely a cult classic. I, there, there's a decent number of people like it, but it's still... Yeah, this is not a huge... I think more people are discovering it now just because it's such a perfect time capsule of 20 years ago. I mean, it's a heightened cartoon yeah. version of, of a time capsule of 20 years ago. It's a time capsule of a cartoon uh, version a of A little years bit. Ago. Yeah. It's also... It also feels very 90s, even though it's 2001. Yeah. And it's funny, like... I didn't even think, like, that like that they have all this dot-com stuff in that movie. I was like, it was even, like, 2000, 2001 enough? Like, there was still a lot of, like, dot-com shit going on back then. Oh, absolutely. That's the height of it. Uh, it's it's funny, because things have flipped now. That everyone just assumes, like, you type dot-com, so all you have to do is tell like, someone a URL. You just say, you know, like, go to MTV, like, you don't have to worry about, like, MTV.com. Or you just Google shit, I guess. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, yeah, we're talking yeah. about the 2000... I think it's 2001 non-hits mm -hmm. Josie and the Pussycats. Which is one Smash of... Smash disaster! One of my favorite films. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this just because... As we're slowly gravitating towards maybe turning the podcast into a Disney thing... There's still some 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 movies I want to hit. I actually know what I want to do for my next non-Disney pick too. I I, I just mm. discovered that, and that's another thing where I have seen parts of it before, but I've never mm. seen the whole thing. So it's not quite like Josie and the Pussycats where I'm cheating, where I've seen this before. But you, ha but I'm using it as an excuse because you hadn't seen it, so I can inflict it upon you. Yeah. Um. So what'd you think? <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I'm glad to see yeah. what. It's very poppy and bubbly. And it's very of a, it's a very specific mood that if you're not in the mood for kind of like a smart alecky but still kind of frothy and stupid movie, like I could see how it's, this could drive you nuts. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't go quite. I mean the the like uh, social satire, whatever. But like the jokes, I feel like they skirt the edge of like yeah. doing some really funny shit because <laughs> there's a couple jokes that land, yeah. but. Then they pull back from that. Yeah. And you've got Weird. Tara Reid in it, who is not funny. They do the best they can with her, with just being a flat-out idiot. Yeah, I I do feel like that, that it's, her role could have been cast a little it's bit It's funny, because she's supposed to be the quote-unquote hot one, and she's the one you could just eject wholly from this film, and no one would care. Yeah. Um, her character is cute, but, like, you know, don't need Tara Reid specifically in this movie. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. My experience with this movie was... Uh, back in the day, I was living with a, a house full of punk rockers and heavy metal, uh, dudes. And, uh, we, we actually hung out with, like, I guess, I didn't realize how semi-famous they were at the time, but, like, members of, like, Anti-Flag and Don, Don Caballero and shit like that. And so these are, like, people with actual musical cred that we would hang out with. And I, we, ne we didn't see this movie in the theater, but I think of, like, one of our trips to Blockbuster. We just saw this on the shelf, and we were like... I think one of one of one of the guys was like, "Oh, Rachel, that looks those girls look hot. Let's rent that." Just because oh, you know, it's just three hot girls on the cover, and so we got home. We we're like, I think we got like 20 minutes in the movie. And we're like, this is actually kind of good. <laughs> like, it's not just like we're not just we're not just watching this movie so we can just store the, the, the pictures of the girls. Yeah, I think in our in our in our brain cache so we could jerk off to them later. It was like oh, we're like actually I, being I, genuinely entertained. 
I think if you came in with either gutter, low expectations, or no expectations, it would perform better. That's for you. and that's because why I, didn't I, want I to did have it movie. built up. Yeah, built over the years, you have talked about it a bit more and how good it is. And yeah, and and and, and I was uh, Alan Cummings is in it, who is either great or eh. <laughs> you think he was kind of in this one? No, he was all right. Yeah. Uh, and also, you got Parker Posey, who can be very divisive. I do not care for Parker Posey in anything but this. Mm. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this movie is very, like, right in the line where I could see, it, especially if it's been overhyped, it's not going to do well. It's one of those things where we only liked it so much just because we expected it to be a piece of shit. It's, it, we thought it was going to be jerk-off material, and then we were like, no, this is actually funny. <laughs> and so that's how we got to kind of pitch it to everyone else. We're like, it sounds stupid. And actually, even the soundtrack, we actually, it could, again, hang out with a bunch of punk rock guys and metal guys. Like, everyone's, like, listening to super hardcore punk and metal shit, but then we would throw in, like, the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack and, like, mm. rock out to that. Like, it was funny that that show was... Like, I would go with my friends to sh punk shows they were playing, and we'd be listening to the Josie and the Pussycats soundtrack on the way there. It was always kind of funny. Um, but... Nah, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, man! This, this soundtrack's fucking burned into my head. And it's also kind of horrifying to me to think that, like... We probably we probably first encountered this movie like maybe a year after it came out, and so man, this has been like I didn't realize the movie was almost twenty fucking years old, and it's actually been a while since I had seen it too, and it's been long enough that like it's like I didn't realize how much of a time capsule it had become, just because well and I was totally out of the pop culture loop at the time, like I didn't know anything or care anything about like the the boy bands or the MTV shit that this movie's skewering. Now you're all about the boy. Band. <laughs> exactly. Now I own my own boy band museum. Um, but, so I, at least I can appreciate, even though I was out of touch of the pop culture at the time, I can appreciate what a time capsule of that pop culture that I kind of missed out, because I was hanging out with a bunch of grubby punk people and stuff like that at the time, like, I'm like, oh yeah, because I forgot, like, like, even the fashions, like, th it didn't occur to me, like, there's, the, you could, like, that, like, the early 2000s had specific fashion and musical styles and stuff like that. It didn't occur to me till now. It's like one of those things, like, when you're living in the era that you're living in, you don't under like, don't realize there's kind of an aesthetic until you're distanced away from enough, uh, enough from it. And, and of course, you know, everyone makes own, like, 80s aesthetics and 90s aesthetics, and now I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of like early, early two, 2000s aesthetic. I'm kind of like, ugh, getting a little, a little wibbly about how that's kind of an easily identifiable thing, but... Anyway, but yeah, so Josie Pussycats is, 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 um, we just want to start it's talking fine. about the movie. Does your mean seatbelts? Does your means family? Does <laughs> your means crash positions? You know what? <laughs> one of the things that also, I think one of the things I found out uh, when I found out that other people aside from me and my friends back in Pittsburgh like this movie was, I think, I was listening to, what was it, joystick.com. Does that site even exist anymore? Uh, Joystick.com, they had a podcast with Justin McElroy of, you know, the McElroy brothers who... Never heard whole, of him. Their whole podcasting empire. <laughs> one day, he like, one of the video game podcasts, he just randomly tossed out du jour mean seatbelts. And everyone else started mm. laughing, and I was like, oh shit, I know that joke, I get that reference. I was like, oh, that's the first time I discovered other people know about Josie and the Pussycats, and you can make on-the-sly Josie and the Pussycats references. I was so happy. And, and of course, since then, you know... And the, the, I, the Josie and the Pussycats has been discovered by more people on the internet. But yeah, like you were saying, it doesn't hell hold up to being... To getting its dick sucked too hard. But... 
We should, no, we you should really just talk about with it. You gotta be gentle with that dick sucker. Or you gotta wait for it to put its dick in your mouth. And you can't, you can't like, chase it down or anything. Like, I guess you could eat its... No, we're using the wrong thing, because it's pussy. Oh, shut up, Bill. Okay, what are we talking about? So, Dujour well, lands in an airport. It's a, it's a brave choice opening uh, a movie with a, this annoying, stupid teenagers Yeah, screaming. all screaming at... at, at One that, of my yeah. least favorite things in the world. Yeah, and it's all like and, it's and, playing and, the Dujour music over it and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a boy band that's in its 30s, at least. <laughs> I don't know how much of that's a commentary on how old boy band members were versus that's just the cast members they could get to be in the movie. Um, did you get the it's... double entendre of the song that they're singing, Backdoor Lover? No, I didn't listen to the lyrics. Are you high? No, I'm just saying. They're, they're singing. <laughs> uh, if you listen to the soundtrack often enough, you go, oh my god, they're talking about anal sex. I'm mm. looking up the moon. I'm coming in your back door. Yeah, it's mm. a whole thing. But yeah, It's uh, Seth Green, Donald Faison. Brecklin Meyer and, and cheers guys. to the fourth guy who went on to nothing else in his career. It's funny because the fourth guy is the only other guy who shows up at the end of the movie. I well, it's it'd been long enough since I had seen the film. I misremembered it as the entire band showing up at the end, and they do. But the only one you actually see who's not like covered in head to toe in bandages is other guy. <laughs> it's <laughs> so almost almost like they couldn't get the other guys to come back to record that part you of the could, movie. I, you could tell the guy who's playing <laughs> Donald Faison in 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 crutches and shit is a white. Like if you're really looking at an HD now, uh, it's a stunt guy. Yeah, it's not even they didn't, couldn't even get Donald Faison back. But whatever, yeah. yeah. They sang a song, whatever. Yeah. Du jour, and it's entertainment tonight. And, do, 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 and there, do. there does seem to be a di- bit of a discrepancy between when they sing <laughs> and when they sing the the that theme song from Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> But it's almost like a that's little like a bit of a discrepancy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? This is probably the first time I watched it in HD, so I noticed more details. It is fucking pouring rain during this whole opening sequence, which kind of makes it even sadder because there's only like 12 people in the crowd if you really look and see what's going on. Like, you can tell like, they just filmed this at a local community airport. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think Al- they get on their airplane. Alan Cummings is their manager? <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, but if he's their manager, when the Pussycats sign with him, shouldn't they get rid of their manager and have him? It's never, because, like, their manager comes with them to the big city, but he disappears for the whole movie until the end. So they never, they they never even bother even address that. I think it's one of those things that, like, don't think about it too hard. Yeah, it's a comedy, I guess, so yeah, just don't, yeah. Okay, there were planes covered Well, no, because Wyatt, Wyatt... Alan Cumming does tell their manager that he, because the other guy is already their manager that he is entitled to 15% of whatever the Jews and the Pussycats make. That's how he gets yeah. their manager to go along with everything. So I guess technically, can you subcontract management? Like, can you be a sub-boss? I don't know, I don't know but yeah. Don't know. Doesn't but matter. They're, they're, they're on their way to perform in Riverdale. Their plane's covered in targets and, and other logos from other stuff. This is... At first, yeah. at first, I was like, wow, there's a lot of product placements in this movie. And then I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you get it. Because, like, yeah. It, it, it really, I, I get it. I'm like smart. Bottles I see of Paul of glued to the walls and shit. Like, it's it's like it's a little... Bounce th- boxes. And this is the big thing that came out of this movie. Because a lot of people were, were chastising this movie for indulging in product. Pl- it, it, there's different tiers of how people interpreted Which, this movie. There are some people who didn't you have get it to be... Some people who just thought the pl- product placement was straight. They were like, oh, this movie's filled with too much product placement. Placement. You have to be a dumb motherfucker <laughs> to not get the the 
It's not even subtext. It's just text. And Tamara Reed of the product takes placement. a shower in a bathroom filled with McDonald's logos for no, and she's bathing with like McDonald's Lane Happy Meal puppets. Like mm-hmm. that's how that's man. It is almost like a litmus test for how stupid you are. Like, cause professional critics were like, "Oh, this is too much product placement." And then I saw other people claiming, on a rank below that, you have other people saying, okay, I could see it's a parody, but they obviously cashed all these checks from from all these different companies for this, so they're, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And I'm like, I don't think so. And according to the filmmakers, they've always said they never paid for the product placement. All they did was talk to the different companies just to make sure it was okay they used the, their logos. But the, the movie never received any money from, like, Target or McDonald's or anything like that. They just had mm-hmm. to talk to them just to make sure it was okay to use their logos. But there was never, yeah, they never made any money off them. Which, because they're making fun of all the product placement. So I can't imagine the companies are really, yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised that the companies even, even let their logos be used in this movie considering considering how how they're being used so but yeah that's that's the big thing that came out of this movie is people just like not understanding product placement stuff but yeah anyway. yeah not at all yeah uh they bicker like children the band du jour does even though du jour means family and friends and, and cummings has to constantly wrangle them yeah and, um, Seth Green and Breckenmeyer yelling at each other about stealing each other's faces and shit. And there's and a, a ton, monkeys, there's a lame a joke about yeah the monkey pooing on the balls. His two little balls. His two little balls. It's all like oh, okay. So um, uh, before they can, so they the plant takes off whatever. But before Cummings can leave the band, um, uh, one of the guys is like, "Can I ask you a question? Did we were doing some remixes of our last album? We heard a strange backing track. I'm wondering if he knew anything about it. He listens to it. Knock off Danny Elfman music plays as he listens. <laughs> That's like the only soundtrack of this movie that isn't like pop punk. And it's da, 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 da. yeah. Um. He says, "Gee, I got no idea what that about, boy. I will provide you some answers." Then he goes to the cockpit. Just has take the Chevy to the levee, yeah. and then him and his pilot jump out the plane. I love how quickly it's done, because, like, there's the, the pilot has no questions or anything. Like, they, they just get up, put on their parachutes, and jump out the window. One of my favorite lines in the movie is Seth Green turning around saying, Hey, that looks like Wyatt, the guy who just jumped out of, the guy who just jumped out of his airplane looks like Wyatt. That always cracks me up. Mm. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> That's the title of this podcast. That is this podcast in a nutshell. We're laughing at something and you going, Hmm. <laughs> Don't know about that, though. I prefer du jour means crash position. Yeah, that's you know, a, whatever. Yeah. So the plane crashes, and now they got to find a new band. And a good thing he landed outside Riverdale, only the coolest of bands in that town. Um, yeah, again, watching this for in, to- in, in he, HD. For he the- found, yeah, he actually found the Archies and was like, "Ew, no thanks." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Sugar, sugar, take the shit out of here." Um, what? Well, I guess that's the genesis of Josie and the Pussycats in general was. I guess the uh, man. I have no idea how the Archies became a quote-unquote real band in real life, but the Archies had that hit song "Sugar Sugar" back in the '60s, and so I guess mm-hmm. they decided to do a girl version of that by creating, like they they created a girl band within the comic book called Josie and the Pussycats, with the idea that they would cre- then create an actual band called Josie and the Pussycats that would have hip hit singles. I don't know if they ever did that. But the but the they based a cartoon off of that band from the comics, and that cartoon was a big hit back in the early uh, '70s. And that, and I guess that just like you know, as the Archie thing all kind of went away, they decided to, like I don't know why anyone decided to make the Josie and the Pussycats movie based on because it's I guess maybe like in the '90s and like 
70s nostalgia was such a big thing, I guess somebody thought it was a good idea to try to resuscitate, like, this fake band from a comic book from 25 years earlier. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the Archie band, because that's kind of, like, the whole reason any of this shit exists. And... I'm gonna shut up! One last thing I noticed in HD when, when Alan Cumming lands outside Riverdale. I didn't notice for the first time in the Riverdale sign, uh, t uh, Town Limits, you're now entering Riverdale. Uh, instead of, like, all this, like, you know, whenever you enter a town, there's always, like, little billboards for, like, the Kiwanis Club or whatever kind of shit's going on in the town. It's nothing but product placement there, too. It's just a bunch of, like, mm. logos, like Sega and, and uh, Target and stuff like that, which I thought was funny, but... Well, Mr. Lodd's been busy trying to get, uh... That new skate roller ring into the town. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, so, um. So you get Josie the and the Pussycats. Yeah, it's a, a montage title and a generic as fuck theme song. It cool. Is. Oh, come on! It's Johnny Hoyden and hotter than you ever seen! I'm everywhere <laughs> and in between. <laughs> it but is. I have to. You yeah. know what? The movie set me up with high expectations with this montage because there's something I wasn't expecting to see in this movie. Oh, yeah? Tyra Banks holding a honk if you love pussy sign. <laughs> that is... I'm glad if this they movie only that's what does I made. that joke like if, once or twice, too. Jesus But Christ. if they had kept that level of humor going throughout the entire movie, I think it would have been better. But they... they, they so they do oh, that. Oh, you think it would have been then, better if they had more jokes like that? Not necessarily pussy jokes, but more like... Uh, yeah. Um, What's the? I don't know the phrase for it. <laughs> Terrible but like, jokes. No, like like stuff that double entendre jokes, maybe, okay. or at least kind of like they they go the whole movie. That's like the, the you're like oh they the whole pussy, and then they go the whole movie, and then at the end a couple swears happen, and like yeah. what? And but there was nothing in the middle there that would like. I think the did only anything other double, to push the envelope. Yeah, I think the only other double entendre you get is Alan Cumming when he's. Uh, when he first meets the Pussycats and he's talking about their contract, he actually thinks they're Josie and the Pussy Hats, and there's a little mm -hmm. bit of a weird delay thing about that, but yeah, I'm kind of surprised there's not, especially like the edgy early 2000s, you think there'd be more jokes about the put like, you know, that would be half the whole thing of like, <laughs> Pussy Cat, but yeah. And especially that they had Tara Reid holding the Pussy sign is the most, most egregious version of that, but... Um, God damn, fucking watching this opening montage. Fucking, I just... Fucking, what's her face? Dressed like Santa Claus, dancing in the street. I just want to live in that scene for the rest of my life. If I were in Star Trek Generations and I went into that weird thing that Picard goes into, where he could sp spend all of eternity in a single moment, I just want to hang out with. Oh god, what's the actress's name? Rosaria Dawson. Rosaria Dawson. Man, fucking Rosaria Dawson and fucking Rachel Lee Cook in this movie. Holy fucking shit. Uh, we'll get to the scene where, like, fucking... I, I was looking back and looking at old reviews with Josie and the Pussycats just to see if they were as toxic as I remember them being. And one of them, like, was from Entertainment Weekly where it was, like... The headline of this was, like, I'll give you this, but this movie certainly has bounce. And the guy goes off yeah. about how there's a whole scene in the movie where they're not wearing bras. And I was like, I know exactly what they're talking about because when we first watched <laughs> this movie, that we, st we paused the movie and rewound it several times. Anyway... Shut up, Bill. That doesn't sound like the Bill Budger I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, imagine me and all my friends, dirtbag friends from back then, so it was like a whole bunch of us just being like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. But yeah, fucking Rosaria Dawson, man. She's the best special effect you could ever have in a movie. Holy shit. Anyway. She's Valerie Brown. Yeah, because she's black. So she's Valerie yeah. Brown, and it's Melody Valentine, and was it Josie McCoy, I think? Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook's Josie, uh, pre-plastic 
factory explosion as Tara Reid as Melody. Man, I only saw... I've seen Tara Reid on the internet a couple times since then. I saw something about how she had some kind of, like... Was her belly falling apart or one of her tits popped off or something like that? And after that, that happened like a decade ago. And every time oh, I've Hollywood seen... Hollywood ruined her, poor lady. Yeah, every time I've seen any kind of link about Tara Reid on the internet since then, I've avoided it. Because I was like, man, that's too... Like, oh, God, that's... Don't, don't want yeah, my yeah. memories of, of this movie being tainted by... Ugh. Anyway. Ooh, Alexander Cobbett III is the manager. Alexandra Cobbett is attitude. You can tell she's good at her job because she's trying to make devil horns, but she does sign language for I love you instead. <laughs> she does. It's okay, one, of my, yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves because the devil horn is just your 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 index finger and your... Oh, is it uh, is it the thumb sticking out that, that changes it? Yeah, the thumb sticking out is sign language for I love you. Yeah, they're gonna do. Uh, this is the other thing. My friends and I, we discovered Josie and the Pussycats and Galaxy Quest pretty much at the same time. Because both those movies came out roughly at the same time, too. Mm. And uh, Missy Pyle is a huge part... Well, not a huge part of Josie and the Pussycats. She's a bigger part of Galaxy Quest. You've seen Galaxy Quest, right? Yes. She's, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, Missy Pyle. I she's, knew I knew her for something. Yeah, she's the alien who... Um, a uh, monk falls in love with. She's the <laughs> alien, and huh. she doesn't have a big role in this. But man, she has my favorite line in this whole fucking movie. We'll get to that very soon. But anyway, mm. but yeah, this this whole movie, the whole opening is very cute montage. Hey. Kittens and shit. Hey, <laughs> it's Alan M, the sexiest guy in uh, Riverdale. Yeah, sure. I don't know why this character is in the movie, but. Hey, Bill, have you looked up what he looks like in the actual comics? Oh, no, Because he's like, I mean, he's like blonde, but he's like real thick and juicy. Oh, really? Like in the modern he's comics like a, or the new like He's like a stuff? buff dude. Like all of it. That's sick. He's like a, a broad-shouldered dude. Alan and they, Josie. They went and they were like, hey, get us the scrawniest motherfucker you can I, find. And oh, also, that give him, him. Oh, give shit. him a soul patch. This guy, he needs... He's fucking uh, Magic Mike XXL. Why is he in this movie like fucking Beanpole McGraw? That's what I'm saying. What? Oh, God. you know what? I remember. That is some miscasting. You know what? I had not looked up the actual cartoon characters from back in the days in a million years, and I forgot what these characters are supposed to look. Oh, so What's-Her-Face does have a skunk on her head from the original uh, cartoon. But oh, that's hilarious. Alan M. I guess maybe it yeah, wouldn't fit the indie rock aesthetic if... If Alan M was a big fucking Chris Evans chonkmeister, I guess, but... I mean, kudos to at least he's not a big meathead. But, he, I mean, also the characters barely exist in the movie. He's just here just to be like, hey, Josie. Boo, and that's it. <laughs> hey, Josie. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been Adam Sandler doing, doing his ultimate creep thing. Hey, Josie. Yeah. Well, let's not bring that in Peter Lorre. So, um... <sighs> But I guess considering Betty and Veronica fight over Archie. Yeah, fucking. The, the, What's going the on? Standards in River, the standards in Riverdale are very low. <laughs> What's in the water of Riverdale? Yeah. I don't oh. know. So, um, this the montage song I described as it plays automatically on my MySpace page. <laughs> MySpace would have been that would have been the big thing at the time. So yeah, it's, uh -huh. yeah. it's all like brrr. I do like that. It's got good drums in it at least. I don't know, but yeah, it's mm. very montage. They squeeze so many kittens into these montages as a movie. It's ridiculous. It's one of the rare movies I've ever seen that probably had its own dedicated kitten budget. Well, I guess it's Josie and the Pussycats. So you're kind of obligated to have. 
They were singing at a bowling alley, because where the fuck else are you going to sing in Riverdale? Yeah. Well, they load up their car, some pink disasters roll up in a tiny Barbie car and make fun of them. Yeah. The kind of girls that think they're hot shit and wind up going to college and dropping out a couple months because they aren't treated like the magic little ladies that they think they did are and were treated in Riverdale. Are like did these girls go to like high school with Josie and the other cats? Because I don't even understand how these people even know each other. Because they should be in such completely different social spheres that like even the car they're driving is like this weird tiny little white Barbie Jeep. Like Mm -hmm. Why are they even trying to fuck with Josie and her friends? Like, what the hell? What are they doing? Yeah, anyway. But they, yeah, they kind of show up and they just mock them for being, uh, mock Josie and the Pussycats for being terrible and drive off. And, yeah. Yep. They put a, a little bit of product placement with the Coke can with the. the oh, there's Coke hand. signage all over the, uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the pinball, not pinball, bowling alley, too. Mm hmm. So, uh, Josie lets it get to her a little bit, but, um,. Oh. Dawson Valerie says, "Who's a rock star? Which Who's a rock star?" Becomes a, I am. Yeah, it becomes a thing at the, towards the end of the movie. Yeah. And then the camera pans past Edward Scissorhands' neighborhood. It is like Josie's it looks house. like Edward. I almost wonder if it's shot in the same place because it's so. But then it zooms in. Yeah, you see Josie and the Pussycats. I this is the first time again watching so this in HD. I didn't realize they have the one house that's like painted up with like leopard spots and shit. Mm-hmm. It's so unique. They're not like every other girl. <laughs> and then. uh... <laughs> The sexiest this movie can only be so counterculture. <laughs> the sexiest guy in Riverdale shows up and says, "Hey, you're looking good," which makes her knock over CDs and cause a record scratch. It, uh, he's, a, he's a dweebo, and his truck died, so she goes and fixes it and tells him she can't drive it uphills when it's hot outside because she knows about cars. Yeah. She's cool like that. I guess that's her one skill and outside of like. Being Josie, it's just yeah, she knows trucks. It'll never come into play in the rest of the movie. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. He wants uh, to know if, she, if you feel a certain way about somebody. Maybe it's hard to tell him because she did you tell him, and she's like, I should always tell him. He's like, there's this guy who stink real bad at work. And I can relate because there've been some motherfuckers. Ooh, That's, work. you know what? I Not my current work, but past works where you walk into the bathroom after them, you just turn around and walk out because they made a disaster and it lingers on them all day. As a fat guy who reeks, I'm still upset because I keep on sending this actor angry emails every week and he never, <laughs> never responded. I've been doing it for 20 years now. I'm like, what the fuck you got a problem with, with guys who smell like wet hot garbage? <laughs> yeah. so oh, tell Josie I said hi. I love her very she, much. <laughs> She thought he was talking about her, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's a little, it's a bit of a sweaty joke, but yeah. Yeah, no guy like that would ever want a girl like her. <laughs> I don't mm. want to... Yeah, it's a movie. The movie has the balls to think anyone would like. Ah, anyway, yeah. The brother Josie and, and the sister show is... up. Josie is such a goddamn cute elf girl of a human being. That like, just, why do you even pretend that people wouldn't be going to show? Okay, shut up. Okay, I'm gonna let yeah, you talk for a while. Alexander and Alexandra show up, and uh, barely a word has come out of their mouths, and I already need to be shot into the sun. <laughs> Which they I are, really... they are so what '90s adults thought cool kids were. Excellent. Finger guns, pew pew pew. They're kind of dressed like they're the, from the '60s though, and Missy Pyle, she's got like pink snakeskin pants on. I don't know if they're trying to make them look like what, like a small town 
would think like cool big city hip hip fashion is, but they just look like they just like rolled their bodies in glue and walked through a goodwill and showed she's up. She's also on like set. 36. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> that's the other thing. Well, especially Missy Pyle, like she, she totally she feels like she'd be playing one of these characters' moms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a terrible manager. He wasn't at their shows because he was in line for du jour tickets. Okay, yeah. So he pretends to get a call on his giant flip phone and leaves. Again, perfect, like, late 90s, early aughts, like, yeah. He, at one point, mentions, oh, if I could be in two places at once, and Melody's like, oh, that'd be so cool, I could be over here and over there, and she starts running that around. That goes on, that's, that's the thing that goes on for five, she's doing that all throughout the whole scene. They think Melody's jokes are so delightful, yeah. they need to be running to the ground. Yeah. Again, I feel like I'm, if it was somebody, I'm, 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 somebody... I'm fine with Tara Reid in this era. Like, I think she got after Hollywood destroyed her. I think she got real bad. Jesus, like, in the Sharknado movies and all that. I think I think she's atrocious, but she was good. Like during this era. See, like, I've never America, seen her in anything but this. Like literally, all I American know. American Pie. See, I've never fine. seen. Yeah, I've never seen American Pie. I've never seen Sharknado. You don't need to. But oh, okay. she was fine. But in, I I don't think she's castrated. This they needed somebody like who was like four foot nine. Yeah, blonde. And then Tiny, I don't know who they could have got, but... They're, they could have found someone. She's the one she cast member. She does a fine enough job, but yeah. they treat her like she's doing an amazing job. They could have done... If they had someone who could have, like, been funny on her own and not just been, like... It, it feels like they got stuck with Tara Reed and they did the most with her by just by give, making her the stupidest person. And, and like, yeah, it, it feels like they just I mean, kind of put her melody. in the corner for the whole movie. And did you read Archie comics? Not tons. I was more familiar with the comics versions of everything, but occasionally, like, Archie comics would filter into my pile of, like, Star Wars and G.I. Joe comics and stuff, yeah. Why, did you? Yeah. I didn't read any Josie and the Pussycats, but I read quite a bit of Archie. You think the Josie and the Pussycats sometimes show up in the Archie comics? Because I know they're yeah, now and then. The idea is supposed to be, like, yeah, like... like now I just be like, who the fuck are these chicks? <laughs> do they dress up, like... Do they have, like, the cat body stockings and all that shit? Sometimes. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, but, well, I was was reading a little bit about the genesis of the Josie and the Pussycats, and, like, they were like, oh, yeah, we just kind of ripped off the whole Playboy bunny thing, so, but instead of bunny suits, they are just wearing cat suits, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I just so, like the uh, Josie and Pussycats would show up in the comic always just dressed in those cats, like, they never had normal clothes, they just have, like, like, essentially leopard print bathing suits on all the time. Anyway. They tell us, the manager leaves, they tell the sister who flies unzipped, and she says she needs to go because she needs to reapply her denture glue. <laughs> Melody, no! you'd be nice to Missy. <laughs> that is, this is my favorite joke in the whole movie. Actually, maybe not joke, but my, one of my all-time favorite line readings is when they point out her flies uh, is open, and Missy Pyle just turns around and says, "You suck," and she just does it in this weird way that looks like she's being. It sounds like she's being sucked into a black hole and exploding at the same time. She's like, "You suck." And it's just such. Mm. We were watching that. My, my friends and I still remember the first time we were watching it. We were like turning to each other and we're like, "What the fuck was that?" Like, <laughs> this actress is nuts. And then yeah, we I, yeah we, then we watched Galaxy Quest and we we're like, "We love this lady. She's kooky as hell." Yeah. Anyway, she runs away and then there's just a news and report. They, on the they TV. are called into the other room yeah. where there's a news report on how the the the, the, the Dijor's plane just fucking vanished into thin air or whatever. Melody does point out that, like, it's not, they should, they not said that they're dead, just that the plane is missing, which... Yep, so they're gonna get some money together and have a big sale to get the search parties going. Uh, and, uh, I do like the joke of, 
uh, Serena Alshul on MTV News. I can't believe I actually remembered her. I can't remember my own sister's name, but I remember Serena Alshul from MTV News. Um, That's a bill. I do like her thing where she's like, we're still waiting on uh, uh, on news about, like, whether, uh, I think we're waiting from the news from the record album about the, the, whether or not these guys are actually dead. But the record album has, has already uh, released a, like, a memorial box set. Including like you yeah. know like with a CD-ROM and everything. And it's even the mention of the CD-ROM. Hey, I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't 2001. If there's one thing I, I've learned from Tupac, it's that you can keep releasing oh, new Jesus albums Christ. like 20 years after the motherfucker dies. God, yeah. So uh, yeah, then actually, this is probably like right around the time that started becoming a thing. Like, because Tupac was probably dead, probably a good five years before this, and this is probably right like as yeah, that was becoming uh, an actual joke. Josie decides they need to get a record deal, and they just need to go out and do it. And um, Valerie seems content to suffer in Riverdale, but Josie wants to be bigger and better. And so now shopping montage, not them shopping, but just shopping at a product placement village. Cummings is there looking for some hot new talent. He gets a DJ there to play the new DuJour single. Oh yeah, this is just setting up the A few days before whole... they vanish or whatever. Yeah. They play it on the overhead and everybody's hype as fuck and they must buy shit. They must consume. Orange is the new color or whatever. And some edgelord girl is like, that sucks ass. I'm too cool for that shit. And Cummings is like, oh, we gotta chat you and I. I seem like a trustworthy human being. Give me some time alone with you and we will Why talk it over. Why would this lady go like, to like, yeah, a dark alley with this guy? I, like, yeah, if this lady, yeah, know. not much of a smart goth. Um, so he, he tells his sleeve that it smells like teen spirit and they walk to some doors and they get open and she's abducted by a van and leaving in the middle of the screen just a big MTV.com right yeah, there. Which is one of those things I'm sure people... The, like the idiot critics were like, see, they're, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And I'm like, no, that's the joke. Is that like, why would there just be randomly an MTV.com mm-hmm. logo uh, paint on the side of the wall? This scene is fucking, th- this whole scene just like, because it's kind of like in a Best Buy kind of place or like a Tower Records and just a vast mm-hmm. ocean of CDs. And there's even like a couple of the boy teens are kind of walking through like, they're like, oh, we need to get like, into, I, my Pumas are old. I need to get some Adidas or something like that. Just watching it now, they're, wa- they're essentially walking through a gateway of Crazy Taxi and Space Channel 5 product placement. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like right like the like in the six months where like oh, yeah, anyone heard about the Dreamcast. So this is an extra time capsule. Jesus. Her big platform that she goes up at the end of the movie has a giant Sega logo on it. Yeah. But it's just funny to see specifically, like, Dreamcast, this uh, crazy taxi, and Space Channel 5 stuff. One, again, watching this in HD, one last little note. I'm like, uh, the DJ who... Uh, one last little note. Uh, the DJ who Alan Cumming asked to put the, the, the CD on, uh, he's got a stack of CDs next to him. The CD that's right next to his turntable, suggesting that was going to be the next thing he was going to play, is the Secret of Nim soundtrack. <laughs> like that would have been a real banger. How is this? How is this DJ getting any work at this goddamn Best Buy or whatever the hell it is? Anyway, so no, you play it on the overhead. It really slaps. I can't even think of like what's what music is from the Secret of Nim. Like there must have been a song. We talked about the Secret of Nim on the podcast. Do we? Have... I think there's an ending song on that. Yeah, I think we. And I think we made fun of it because it's so lame. It's all like, <laughs> Are you a mouse with a yeah, with a was. sick kid? Are you a mouse? Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway movie. So, um, stuff. The girls are going to play unplugged outside a store while he's driving around saying he's telling some lady we don't see that he's still looking for a band. Oh, yeah. By tomorrow. And if he does, he gets to keep the job he has. 
So, uh, but the girls, a real wiener dude, comes outside to sell orange shit. So he's gonna call the cops on them. You can't do that out here. Oh no, don't have these attractive women playing music in front of your store. They'll drive everyone mm -hmm. away. And after they hear cop sirens, they run and end up right in front of Cummins' car. It's cute, because... Holds... Yeah. He holds up a blank CD case, and they happen to have a sign that says number one band getting walked by behind them. And, and he's oh, playing the, uh, the Heaven by the Dashboard Light on the radio, and it's just like the whole lightning bolt moment of like, oh my god, these are obviously the, the band I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. He introduces himself, they go and meet at Starbucks, he wants to sign them at Omega Records. But their doofus manager comes in, running in with his sister, because they're attached with the hips, and he says not to sign anything, but Cummings says he's entitled to 50% of whatever they make. I... Josie didn't know it could happen this fast, and that's the music business. If you wait for it to slow down, it might pass you by. Just look at what happened to the Beastie Boys. But they're huge stars. He knows. What? what? And I You've just, seen this a thousand times. Explain that joke I to me. I don't like everyone else in the scene is also what, but it is just like, like I don't know if that's him just like trying to like part of his game to throw the, the band off balance because everyone is just like, it's not funny, but it is weird. Uh, one detail I like in the scene is uh, everyone except for Josie and the Pussycats and White are wearing orange uh, because in mm. the scene before this in the Best Buy, the, 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 the subliminal messages said like orange is the new pink. And so it's funny to actually see, like, the someone You can actually see the, the messages at work in the environment around them, which I thought was a cute idea. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So uh, they all go to the bathroom to talk it over, and um, they talk it over, and Josie asks them if they think it's a little strange. Maybe they should have time to think about it for a second. They do for a second, and then they get all hyped and excited. So the sister grandma says she's happy for them. And that they have to leave Riverdale and leave the hottest guy there with her, all alone. So they take him with him. Okay, on the plane. Sister the Grandma, Motorola plane. You terrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> so would be nice to they Missy Pyle. They, they had to... Uh, they it had doesn't to really tell, matter because um, Missy Pyle gets... The, like, pretty much her last joke in the whole movie is right here, too. It's actually the most meta joke in the whole movie that made all the trailers, but... Yeah, yeah. Josie had to tell Cummings that, um... Alan M, the hottest guy in her <laughs> is her guitar tech. You think in the credits when his name is like when they list his name is Alan M, the credit like the the, the they, they should have actually inserted like a laugh snort into the text. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Alexander wonders why his sister's on the plane too, and she says because she's in the comic book. Which I thought that was cute because that's I really that's the only reason why they wrote the character into the script. I thought that was that's a great like what moment. I like that. That's great. I like this movie. The girls are hanging out, enjoying life, and uh, but uh, I guess oh, well, we don't need our bus pass anymore. Oh yeah, it's the one with all three of them in the photo. They're all gonna all she gonna have to look at that bus pass at some point in the future in this movie and remember where she came from and who she is. Yeah, they make a pact that no matter what happens, they're gonna be friends first and a band second. Friends forever. Forever. Mm -hmm. I did. There's a, a, a cute moment where fucking uh, God Rosaria Dawson says, "But we all gonna be Poe." I always like the mm -hmm. way she said that this point because I like mm -hmm. Rosaria Dawson. Cummings goes to the front cabin, tells the pilot not to worry; they aren't gonna have any problems with these girls. No, so we Bob he folds his arms and he nods and says, "Not at all." So montage time. <laughs> yeah, this I did. I forgot how long this montage got. This is essentially their makeover montage. Yep. Yeah. Literally, it's their montage. Makeover montage. It's a 
generic song to sounds like it belongs on a knockoff Tony Hawk game called <laughs> Skate Palooza or something. It's kind shit. of the tenor of this whole movie. It's kind of knockoff. Because this is totally like play. You know what? I'm actually kind of. You know what? The one thing that proves that like no one paid for product placement in this movie is the fact that it's all. It, the only video game product placement is all Sega. Because this is right around the time the PlayStation 2 would have been launching, and it would have totally made sense. For if anyone was going to pay for product placement, it would have been Sony trying to pimp the PlayStation 2. Instead, this is all Sega being desperately, please put as much crazy taxi and fucking uh, Space Channel 5 into this movie as possible. And so that's proof that, like, and <laughs> yeah. they, they did not have the money to pay for product placement back then. So, yeah, that's probably the best argument for the product placement being free in this thing. But anyway, shut up. But yeah, makeup, makeup, makeup. No, song, song, song. Makeup, makeup, makeup. Get, it's, they really make them over to <laughs> that's, have eyeshadow now. Because <laughs> they come out and they look at... I think Rosario Dawson is slightly springier hair, but mm-hmm. they even show them like dyeing uh, Josie's hair, and she has the exact same haircut. I think they do a thing where like, they brush one of her hairs to like the side rather than down, and that's mm. it. She comes out and she looks exact. I mean, that's the thing. Josie fucking uh, literally click at the beginning of the movie already look like a pixie 17 cover model. So like, what, what else are you going to do? I, I guess they put like little diamonds in her eyes, and that's it. But anyway. In her eyes? Jeez. <laughs> it's torture. She's got shining eyeballs. Oh, man. Yeah. So they come out, and there's a huge billboard of them at New York Times Square. Like 2000 CGI billboard. It's like, yeah, it looks mm-hmm. crunchy. It looks like we put it, put it together on their MacBook. Jose is worried because they haven't recorded a song yet. What if he doesn't like it? What if no one likes it? He's like, hey, don't worry about it. If you suck ass, we'll just put another band up there. Oh, and <laughs> they're also freaked out too because oh yeah, uh, it's it's uh, the, the I, I didn't realize that the band is actually supposed to be just called the Pussycats at this point, but now Wyatt has changed the name of the band to Josie and the Pussycats, which the band kind of gets um, squeaky about. I do have to agree with him. Josie and the Pussycats sounds much better than the Pussycats. Yeah, the Pussycats sounds a little vague. Yeah. Yeah. So they drive off in a limo as a dark shadow looms in the foreground. Like, weirdly, uh, like, hand-traced shadow. It was like a a last-minute special effect or something going on there. It was the same shadow that that says Gazuntite to Eddie Valiant in the alley. Roger Rabbit animated the yeah, shadow. It's obviously yeah. It's obviously the other guy from Dujour that no one knows or cares about. But it's funny. He's the only one who's like can actually walk without crutches. I guess. But yeah. Later, Cummings calls his boss and says they're like a street. Christina Aguilera. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Aguilera times three. Only one's really tanned. Which is a yikes. Okay, movie. Actually, so, the funny, uh, she's as light as any of the other girls in this movie. Rosario Dawson. She's sl- she's not even toasted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. I just so um okay. She had the boss has to go, and um, the feds are there with a bunch of foreign investors or whatever. Oh, this is the reveal they, of P- they, Parker. They Post's finally character. reveal yeah. her face, and she's a lady. Which dun, big dun, shocker, dun. I guess. <laughs> it's yeah, so a woman. You hide her face? <laughs> it's it's the gender that's actually the most dominant on the planet. That's so dun, dun. she takes them deep underground in her office and shows them how they make fads and product placements and slang and everything, and it really jerks. Yeah. So uh, she shows them a short educational film with Eugene Levy. I love how they got about... Eugene Levy of all people, and he's such 
It starts off with like, he's like, hi, I'm Eugene Levy, and like, Stagehand comes up to give him coffee, and I say, he's just like, I said cappuccino. And I love his, 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 like, his dickness, dickishness. It's like evil, awful Eugene Levy, which that's also great. Um, anyway, shut up. I'll let you talk. You're fine. This is your precious, precious movie. Oh, yeah, I, I always forget that Eugene Levy's in this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And he talks about rock and roll music with subliminal messages and everything. Kids don't vote, but they do make money and they spend all of it, which is why the government has been using music to influence what they spend that money on. So they can have them chasing new trends every week, buying new things, which is good for the economy, it's good for our country. America, the most ass-kicking country in the world. Thanks, you raging Canadian! <laughs> I, I wonder if that's part of the joke. I would have said it. Maybe. Uh, maybe they should replace Mr. DNA in Jurassic Park with Eugene Levy. Just him coming out. Yeah. Dino DNA. Mm. Anyway, Parker Posey. So, one of the people asked what's happened if the rock stars find out about the music, and she's like, I ever wonder how so many rock stars died in plane crunches? They OD? They have so many options. Bankruptcies, scandals. They created a whole show about it. It's called Behind the Music. How long has she been doing this? She's not old enough to like, be like well, presumably, the big yeah. bopper and all those fuckers. The movie definitely suggests that this is all her plan, but unless she's like an ageless vampire, yeah, mm-hmm. she, assume, presumably she just inherited this business from someone else who's been doing this since at least like you know the Woodstock era. But. Yeah, they all clap for her presentation. Yay! They also, the girls go into the recording studio where the walls are squishy. <laughs> like, they got new instruments. Funny. Yeah. Melody likes the shiny knobs, but she isn't allowed to touch the Mix Master 8000. Watching this with a bunch of musicians, uh, I remember watching this one, they were like, okay, that actually is seductive. I could see why you would like just go along with anything when when you're just given a whole bunch of brand new instruments that have never been touched mm. before. Yeah. He asked them he asked them to play some for him so he can show them how it works. They sing one of their songs from earlier. He fiddles with some knobs and then plays it back with mega sound. Which Melody wants a Big Mac now, and Valerie <laughs> wants to stop by Foot Locker. Mix Master 8000, doing its work. I love it, yeah. I love how instantly it works on people. Like, there's no... Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah, I, that, that, it's, it's, it's good comedy. I like this movie. They could do anything with that, but instead, they just want to make you buy McDonald's. Did you die? I just... I just... Getting existential angst all of a sudden. Did... Did like, Rosaria Dawson <laughs> bounce up and down for a moment? What happened? That's happening a lot in this movie! All the blood went <laughs> to my penis and I kind of... Everything went gray for a moment. <laughs> they're like, they're like, yeah, fucking, like, they got their instruments slapping against their tits and I just went deaf. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't, that's, that's one of those weird lulls in a conversation that just happened by accident for no reason. It's just that both mm. people fall silent, which is a little bit weirder on the internet because you can't gauge what the other person is doing. So I was just, I was literally just like <laughs> letting you talk. So yeah, I'm sorry. So he asked them, I'm not used to that. <laughs> I know it's exactly, asked them. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not even like, ready? Of, I actually had the movie on pause. It's not like I was staring at the, at, at any bouncing boobs or anything. Anyway. <laughs> For every band, there is a moment when they know they have made it. For one band, this is not that moment. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're a great crowd. Okay, girls, we need the lane now. And your shoes. They were three small-town girls with big-time dreams. Who's a rock star? I am. 
who wanted to share their music with the world. We can't sit around here waiting for it to happen. We are musicians. We should be out there playing music. We do play. Nobody believed in them. You know, you suck. <laughs> but they believed in themselves. We're special. Yeah, special Ed. <laughs> now, in a world of tough competition, that is so sad. Fate is giving the Pussycats the chance of a lifetime. We'd love for you to sign with Mega Records. How am I gonna pull this off? I'm a girl from Riverdale. I'm not a rock star. You gotta believe in yourself. Things are finally going their way. But between the mania... Is that Joseph? They're gonna be huge! The managers. We decide everything. What's hot and what's not. Welcome to your party. Who else thinks that Fiona's a freak? And the media. We're gonna be on TRL. Mm -hmm. yeah! This may be the toughest gig they've ever played. Have you noticed that everything has sort of become all about Josie? Josie. 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 Been around. I made you a rock star. Tell me you don't love that. Forget it. I never liked you. No matter what happens, we will always be friends first. Are you gonna kill me with the guitar? You messed with the wrong pussycat. My bad. Josie and the Pussycats. He asked them if they're ready to make a record. So they do. They make another song I'll never remember. Yay! <laughs> Generic song number 12. Montage of them doing rock band promo stuff. And yeah, you know what? That's charts, a good way to describe hitting, it, too. Yeah. Hitting number one eventually. Oh, they so hype about it. You're talking about rock I'm thinking rock band the video game. Because this looks like some of the montages they'll auto-generate in some of the rock band games mm. when they show your make-believe yeah. band kind of becoming popular. But Yeah. Yeah. Josie asks if any of them, any one else thinks it's strange. This all happened in a week. I like Everybody that. Thinks, That's great. Things for a moment. Coleman gets ready to make a call, but Valerie's like, no. And they're like, yay, hype. They're going to knock on the door. Oh, and this is bubbles. the scene. This is it. This is the, the brawlest scene that we, like, we paused this and rewound this a whole bunch. Oh, I'm. I didn't notice. I must. I must be getting senile in my old age. Uh, you realize, or else you have taste, and you're not going to be jerking off to Rachel Lee Cook and Rosario Dawson bouncing around brawless. But yeah, <laughs> it was the early 2000s. It was a different time. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I so, mean, also younger and hornier too. And like, it was also before it was so easy to find porn on the internet. So like, mm, like mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can more easily get your rocks off to just randomly watching a fucking kind of a live action movie based off a children's cartoon but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's those butthole girls from Riverdale now claiming they're the biggest fan of oh, Josie God. and the Pussycats they're horrifying they're kind of filmed in this kind of like weird like fisheye lens kind of way and they're just yeah. screamy and dressed in cat yeah. ears and ah they don't really get their come up and see either they just try to show them their tattoos and yeah I think this is the last time you see them, them in the film yeah yeah she says that was too weird and Cummings like nah 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 What's the point of being rich and famous if people they hated you now want to kiss your ass? Which ties into the ending of the movie, actually, a little bit, because Wyatt's showing a little bit of his, his, his motivation there. And actually, there's a couple bits in here, too, where uh, Melody, Tara Reed's character, kind of divines what's going on with the with Wyatt, with Alan Cumming a little mm. bit, too, which I thought was cute. 
So the head of Mega Records is throwing a huge party in their honor, celebrating all things Josie. Oh God, yeah, the so they all get invites except through. for Valerie, be, but she can come along too. There's always room for one more. I don't get why, why she didn't get an invite. I... is there any insinuation? Is it because she's black? Because uh, it's weird because Wyatt doesn't get the... Like, he and Parker Posey decide later on that they need to get rid of... Uh, Valerie and Melody later, but that's only that's mm -hmm. a, not until after the scene. But it seems like they're already trying to drive a wedge between Josie and the rest of the band. Ah, yeah, you're not supposed to think that hard about it, but it does feel a little weird. But, but I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna gonna be a thinking Tinkins. I'm gonna be a thinking Tinkins. So, uh, sure, don't include the hottest member of the group. That'll work out great for everybody. What Rosaria Dawson? Yeah. Are we in agreement there? I, if you think that's Is that the official factual, judgment of the Tardy of the Party podcast? Can we, yes, can we let send it be her known that Rosario award? Dawson, hottest. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, man, I do not like Tara Reid. I don't even find her attractive. That's the, the weird thing that, like, I just, boom, money. I just, mm, Rosario Dawson and Rachel Lee Cook. Hot in two different but equal ways, but how you doing? Elf girl and tall, sarcastic lady. Shut up, Bill. How you doing? <laughs> oh God! I want to see Rosario Dawson make out with uh, Jamil Jamil from <laughs> the Good Place. Why did I think about that before? Because they're like equal what? height. They're both super Where tall. The... Where did that? They're come like from? two sexy Eiffel Towers banging against each other. All right. I was, well, I was, you, watching, you get, I was watching the Good Place with some friends last script. night. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start photoshopping out. that while we're talking. Okay. Okay. So. uh... He tells them this weekend they're going to play a stadium concert. Josie thinks they're moving a little fast, but her bandmates thinks it's cool enough, so... Fiona, the evil lady, is going to debut some cat ears for everybody to wear at the concert. And 3D sound! Like, sound, but 3D! Yeah, it's weird how this movie makes it sound like that's some kind of new technology when, like, that's... Guys, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's... 3D sounds great when the band is all... Their music's coming from one spot on the stage. So... Uh, they think they'll be hearing Josie and the Pussycats, but they'll be hearing Consume, Conform, Free Will is Overrated, Jump on the Badwagon, etc., etc. But it's from the movie phone guy. Remember him? You know, I've never used movie phone. All I know about movie phone is no, I know No, why movie. would you use movie phone when you could just open a fucking paper? That's what I did back then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know if that, that was, was a shared experience of, like, people, like, oh, okay, I'm glad to see I'm not the only person who was, like, I didn't know. I just have, I have to take it on... On faith that, that, that that's actually the mo movie. Yeah, after guy, you yeah. after you were done with the comic section, you checked to see if the movie theaters were playing anything, and nothing was being played. And even if there was, you were like, ah, I probably won't see none of this so... anyway. Okay, so the only reason Fiona then you opened the parade section because fuck it, there's a couple <laughs> okay, really bad comics in there, but parade. you're desperate. That's that's how I knew it was Sunday when I like oh like I'd see my my parents were in parade and I was like the most Sunday <laughs> feeling ever. Um, <laughs> Great. It's like Reader's Digest, but even lamer somehow. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah, so I guess Fiona is only explaining this, re-explaining how this whole thing works because they are introducing the, the, the new cat ear uh, things. But then she also yeah. slips up because the and she's like, oh, that's what you think. And Well, the government man says, if this works, these kids will never know what hit, what hit them. And she turns around and says, neither will you. And he's like, what'd you say? This is a sweaty like, joke that goes nothing. on for a while, yeah. And he's like, no, you said, I said, uh, I'll never know what hit him. And then you said, you, neither will you. And it goes on and yeah, she covers it up with a terrible poke face. And, and she, she accidentally says, undoes it again. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it goes on and blah blah blah. It's not terrible, but it's a little bit goes. like, yeah, and it's a little tweaked too, because like uh, Fiona's got like this weird neck thing with like these swishy things, and every time she moves, it like makes swishy sounds, and it's all yeah. a little. It's one of the scenes in the movie where I'm watching this where I could see, okay, if someone's watching this for the first time, I could see why you would get bored at this point, and just shit and turn it off, but you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, behind the music is doing a show of Captain and Neil and the Chief. Which, I guess the Chief is a made-up thing. This is an excuse to get Babyface, the music producer, a cameo in the movie. Which I guess they only did because he was one of the producers of the film. And he produced mm. like the soundtrack and everything like that. So they randomly have him in old age makeup, pretending to be this like third forgotten member of the Captain and Neil. Which this this it was, it was his idea while. to wear the hat. Yeah, he thought love would keep the band together, but it didn't. And Valerie's watching it, and getting worried about her place in the band and the band breaking up or whatever. Yeah, and I love that she. I can't tell if they're doing like a thing because they were both black. I which love is, it. I mean, I I, I, think I can't that's, tell. I think that's legitimately by accident, but well, just because. Yeah, just because she's the only black member, and it is this like there's not a lot of black people in this movie. So the one time where a black person is watching a black person on TV, it feels a little bit like it's supposed to be a thing, but I think that's just by accident. Mm. Yeah. So Melody's singing in her McDonald's shower with her fry <laughs> scrubber. And she keeps dropping it because she's saying, "If you're happy, you know, clap your hands." And she claps her hands. And, and she's she too it. stupid to not like do anything else with the yeah. I, again, watching it in, in HD, I didn't realize she's using McDonald's and. Happy Meal puppets as as, as cleaning mm -hmm. uh, loofahs. A shower looms outside her shower. She gets out of the shower and somebody wrote, Beware the music on her mirror. And she's like, Oh! This and then she draws a smiley face on the O and a heart over the eye. And she's like, Oh, that's, that's better. better. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> dumb as shit. I, I love mm -hmm. dumb, dumb, dumb jokes, and that is a good one. Alan shows up at Josie's place, the hottest guy in Riverdale. She forgot to <laughs> I ask. I say that like scare quotes every time. <laughs> She forgot that they are gonna hang out. He thinks she looks good in that dress she's wearing. Oh, this is she, the sexy back scene. This she, is this is the scene where I've watched this movie with girls and they're like, mm-hmm. She asked him to fix a daily chain on her back and it gets all sweaty, awkward, and horny all at once. Yeah. It's a good little scene. A movie that's not like trying to get its boner on too hard. It's a good little you know, yeah, something, 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 something. Cummings shows up to whisk her away. She's all booked up tomorrow, but she'll fit him in at four fifteen. And um, they get to a party, and the, God, the big yeah, Fiona party. Valerie and Josie think everybody is staring at them, thinking they don't belong. While Melody's thinking, if you're happy, you know, to clap your hands. Fiona shows up oh, yeah, uh, yeah. to her own theme song and is carried down the stairs by some dudes. And then she takes the Pussycats to her bedroom and acts like a teenage girl for some reason. Almost eats chip, calls herself a pig. She gives Josie a massage, asks her how much she weighs, which is five pounds more than her, and then a lisp comes out. She yes. claims she has something in her teeth, goes to fix it, comes back ask, asking who wants a French braid. I don't know what the point of this scene is. I know that they're trying to show that, like, a uh, fucking Parker Posey is that, like, this, I mean, this is laying in the damage she's got, which justifies, like, when at the end of the movie reveals why she's doing all this and how insecure and stuff she is. But it's not very funny, and and Parker Posey leans into it a little bit too hard. It's it, it's not excruciatingly haha funny. It's like just actually just legitimately kind of excruciating and awkward, mm. like in a way that the movie doesn't realize it is. And it's just yeah, it goes on for a little bit too long, and 
And I, I do like the humor, the, the joke that this whole party is supposed to be celebrating Josie. It's essentially their big coming out party, but like Fiona has hijacked it and turned it into her own party celebrating herself. But yeah, this whole the fact that like it's not even about the party as much as this this little bedroom scene that goes on forever. Like it's it's a yeah. Little... Why didn't she just invite them over to hang out in her bedroom? Yeah, this movie this scene is trying to hit a couple plot notes that it doesn't quite hit right and. Just, yeah, this is one of the lumpiest parts of the movie. It's not terrible, but... Uh, God, and the girls aren't wearing bras anymore still. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is, there, I just saw some extra... J watching this thing in HD, there's some jiggle going on there for a moment. I was like, oh, Christ. Anyway. <laughs> so, I can't understand why you like this movie so much, Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I had I, I liked this movie before. I had not seen it in, like, six or seven years, but now watching it in HD on a, like, 4K TV, and now I'm like, oh, no, I don't want... Don't, don't, don't bring this back. I don't want old boners back in my life. Uh, that was a thing in the early 2000s, was girls going brawless quite a bit. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. At least in the movies. Yeah, this, this is happening more. Well, especially, I guess, they're in these fancy dresses that, like, they're all was backless it? dresses, so they can't be wearing bras, but... <laughs> I was about to ask you a question about fashion at the time. <laughs> what kind of fancy dresses did I wear back in 2001? No, I was gonna ask you if this was the era with low-cut jeans where thongs hung out. I think you so. Oh, you know what? Actually, Tara Reid, like, there's a lot of scenes where she's, like, wearing, like, a backless, like, top with, like, Low slung jeans like the, the like the <laughs> that was jeans. one of the that was one of the uh, <laughs> the bit of trivia on IMDb was like Tara Reed's character never wears sleeves or her back there's what? she's never got a full shirt on the entire movie I'm like great trivia yeah guys, great, great trivia guys she's supposed to be a hot one so of course she'd be showing the most skinny fucking fucking knuckle dragging goddamn troglodytes <laughs> uh oh uh, but yeah man they're so, wearing uh, a lot of body glitter in this movie too especially oh this yeah scene. jesus christ the fucking oh, body glitter was the thing that's, that's the thing that kind of distracted me because it's not like jennifer jason not jennifer jason like Rachel Lee cook has big tits but she's her tits are jiggling and she's got body glitter all over so it's just extra like whoa jesus christ okay does she? I didn't. I didn't think they were very big. Well, no, no. That's why she's not. She doesn't have big tits. But he, but the, oh, okay. but the fact that she's not wearing a bra and she's jiggling. What is there is jiggling and it's covered in body glitter. It's just a little bit like I'm trying to concentrate on talking to you, but like watching the film as we're talking, it's a little bit like mm, nah. <laughs> I am. You know, I might get you know quiet what, again Bill? real quick. Maybe. Maybe Tara Reid was the right casting for this, because otherwise you might have just exploded when you <laughs> exactly. watched it if there was, like, a girl you liked. Oh, Jesus, if they had actually had a legitimate third hot member, fucking Christ almighty. Yeah. So, the girls go elsewhere, uh, and saying things are strange, but Fiona and Cummings are listening and want to get new band members, but keep Josie around. Oh, yeah, okay, and yeah. This is when Next, just... on Behind the Music, Josie suffers a tragic loss, and they laugh. Ha, 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 ha. This is cute. Yeah. It goes on for is a while, cute? but like they try to out-villain laugh each other. Yeah. yeah. How do they not know they knew each other? That's the reveal at the end know. of the film. So... Like, Jesus Christ. I know it's, that's not the point of the movie, but yeah. So, um, Josie and Alan have a date in an aquarium where everybody's wearing blue, and he says he has a gig, his first gig, and she gets noticed by somebody. A chase happens. They duck inside a room. She says she's just a girl from Riverdale. She's not a rock star. And he says, "Oh, you gotta believe in yourself, or I, if you can't, I will for you." They almost kiss, but a man in the water takes takes a photo of her, and they run off. <laughs> There's a random Evian sign in the water too, uh -huh. just to be extra. Just. Mm. So, at, at their place, Valerie is noticing the covers of magazines, Cokes, and Blimps all have Josie's face on it, but not the rest of the band. 
So Josie asks her a question. She's like, whatever you want, Josie, you're the boss. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then Cummings comes in. And they're going to go on TRL, not Josie, just the other bandmates. It's time the world got to know the other pussycat. Oh, that's right. I forgot this is how they try to get rid of the other girls. Yeah. It's, it's in two hours, so they got to get ready. And he wants Josie to listen to a remix of their first signal, single, but he wants she wants to wait till tomorrow because she wants to go listen to Alan M play his first gig. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, he called my office said it was canceled. He also called the front desk and left a message. And he gets on his phone real quick. He's like, and oh, he yeah. also happened to say you can't call him because he isn't available all day. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, it's a little sweaty. Uh, Alan Cumming wrangling of the band trying to separate them, but yeah. They get to uh, TRL. It's all fake stand-ups and fake and everything's fake. I do like fake they have Carson. a fake crowd, which is funny. And the crowd is filled mm. with stand-ups of celebrities. Like yeah. I do like the idea that they didn't even try real hard with this 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 fake setup. Fake Carson Daly shows up. It's Aries Spears, but then the real Carson Daly shows Wait, up. Wait, is that the actor's name? Yes, I'll, he was on Mad TV. Oh, okay, because this guy, I was thinking while watching this, like, I'm so kind of surprised I haven't seen him in too much more stuff, I, and, I, and I never really saw Mad TV, but, you know, mm. okay. It's not Total Request Live, it's Total Request Dead, because they're, <laughs> they're the, going to kill them. Who wrote this, Ralph Wiggum? Like, that's such a lazy joke. I mean, I guess that's part of the joke, <laughs> that it's a terrible joke, but yeah. They only have one request, and that's to kill them with baseball oh, bats. Oh, God, I just realized Tara Reid's supposed to be the sexy Ralph Wiggum, and that's a th- phrase I never wanted to say in my life, but mm. anyway. Jose listens to the new single in the tub while Alan isn't able to get through to her on the phone because she can't hear a ring because she's got a headset on. Yeah, it's, it, they do the thing where they like do a little fight club thing where they fly through the the, the speakers to sh- uh, through the, the the CD player. Not yet. Oh, not yet. But oh, that's yeah. No. Okay, yeah. So he says he plays a sad song. Cause I wish you felt the same. Fuck you, Alan. Get the what fuck. a loser. So. <laughs> The girls get chased around as Aria Spears does impressions, and Valerie's like, These suck ass. You suck. <laughs> I do like that, though. She's just like, Fuck you. You're awful at this. Yeah. He misses swinging a bat at her, falls, and the backdrop falls on him. And he, I didn't catch this joke. Again, because things have happened since the last time I've seen this film, but like, the last impression he does is a Bill Cosby impression. And then mm-hmm. he specifically says, "I'm Bill Cosby. I'm gonna stick my <laughs> stick my spoon in your pudding cup, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill you." Which is kind of like a like a not a not even a veiled like he, I'm gonna rape and murder you thing. From, uh, Bill if Cosby he had voice. said, "I'm gonna knock you out," that would have been <laughs> yeah on the nose. But I was like, "Oh God, yeah." Mm-hmm. But yeah, they start chasing the the girls around. The yeah, studio. Melody and Carson make a love connection. I guess he the wasn't joke a key is they player. were they were engaged at the time. To tear mm. Reed and what's his face? Which there's lost mm. on me. Okay. So he says if he wasn't in this a key player in this whole conspiracy to brainwash the youth of America thing, they could totally date. And she's like, Really? And he's like, Yeah. And he thinks about it wistfully. And she knocks him over with a cardboard cutout and Matt Damon. And she's all like, Yeah, I love you, Matt Damon. That's like, Okay. Mm-hmm. They go see Josie, who now has an assistant and is acting like a stuck up rock star. Which, the sudden turn of doesn't work for me. No matter how much they try to make the music sound like Danny Elfman is, she's like, Mmm, I'm better. Mmm, you guys aren't important. I do! I, I, I don't think Rachel Lee Cook's like an amazing actress or anything like that, but I think she's really good as Evil Josie, though. 
Like I, I think she. Yeah, I think that's, I'm. I'm generally that's shocked. That's fine, but if I feel like if they had had her listening to music and like and thinking this it, or it something just, like yeah, it's this... so sudden. It's just so sudden, and I know it's the the yeah. The, you know that's how the subliminal works, but. I, I feel like it could have been set up a little bit. Yeah, I know it's a comedy, and that's time. not really the point. But if, the, if if the music had been preying on some kind of baked in arty fishers in the group, would have been more interesting. But it's hard to believe because these they are literally all puppies and kittens, and it's hard to believe that mm-hmm. Josie just after one bath would just be like, "I'm evil." And mm-hmm. the, the one interesting thing that I think I do think is dramatically interesting is when Josie turns against everyone else. Uh, Rosaria Dawson says, "I knew it." You don't, you don't care about us, which does suggest that she always was insecure about her place in the band, which is kind of interesting. But fucking, actually, this—not <laughs> to keep on talking about Bill Boners, but this may be the hottest <laughs> bit with Rachel Lee Cook in this whole movie because she's such a good evil lady in this scene, and she's just so like, oh, "Who's a rock star?" Oh, this is when she brings back "Who's the rock star" thing. She's like, "Who's a rock star?" Are you star wearing now? your "I Have Issues" shirt, Bill? Dude, should I should I have that shirt? <laughs> Not just saying. <laughs> like, oh, she's evil, and it's so. Uh, how you doing? I like girl to be evil. But to like, me. she says the puppies thing to Terry, and they grow old and die. I fucking love. <laughs> I eat that shit with a spoon. Is great. Mm. I just like evil people. I don't like. I like <laughs> even true. pretend people. Even people in real life all need to get shot in the face with a sh- with a fucking salt rock shotgun. But no, yeah, no. And like I said, like she's actually like she's such a cupie doll for the rest of the movie. I'm generally shocked that she's just such an effective evil version of herself. So anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um. <laughs> Great, Bill. Yeah, so, thank you. And they're like, oh, Carson Daly tried to kill us or whatever. She's like, yeah, just jealous, whatever. And they're like, I knew it. And they leave. It is all broken up. And oh, no, it's that act in the movie where everything goes sideways. And everybody well, it's the end of the second act, anymore. so it's got to be everyone's at their lowest point and everything. Yeah. Montage of sad people. Josie goes for a walk, and we 3D fly into her walk. Oh, uh, okay. And she looks at a poster of the band, and we hear the movie phone guy brainwashing her, tell her she's the best, and the, the, the band's called Josie and the Pussycats, not Valerie the Pussycats. I do like it she cuts gets... to other stuff, though. There's like the manager is wandering around town, and he realizes that his shitty, the print on his shitty shirt is the same as the, the print on the shitty pants at some kind mm-hmm. of fashion shop, and he realizes what a sellout he's been, and he just, he just like freaks out and cries, and. I do like the fact that she, they don't think they're blowing your mind away with like with how, how dramatic no. the stuff is being. They're still they're still having a good time, but you know. Josie gets panicked and trips and finds her bus pass spills out with her free friends on it and she says, Oh no, my friends. Well more importantly she, her C D breaks. Mm. And she, man, just the fact that she's wearing a CD player is two thousand one shit too. And all these silver mm. headphones in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah. She runs back to their place, but it's just the two siblings, Alexander and Alexandra, and they heard what she said, bitchy McBitch. <laughs> they ran off, and she needs she needs their help. So they go to the recording studio, and she adjusts the levels on the CD and finds the subliminal messaging, and Cummings put it on there to brainwash her, and she figures out it's the Master Track 8000 or whatever the fuck it's called. Josie Pussycats are the best. They're totally jerking. Consume, by Josie is shocked. Oh no, she's a trend pimp. To the police. But Fiona shows up like she was just gonna let him walk out of there. 
was gonna say, and I can't remember why they don't go to anybody about this stuff. Yeah. And Carson Daly's on TRL, looking all beat up as hell. Oh, He's talking yeah. about the live performance of Josie and the Pussycats. You gotta have your headphones or else you won't be able to hear anything. He bought two. And all over the country, people are putting them on. It's hype as shit. It's great. And, I, I love there's people at like home on their laptops watching the live feed of the Josie and the Pussycat show, and it's all like mm. totally low res, six frames a second video from 2001. So I like, although it's mm -hmm. funny to see that like they're selling like disposable. Inst they're watching it on real player. Yeah, they're they're selling disposable Kodak uh, uh, film cameras and stuff too. Which man, that only lasted for another couple years after this. So again, more time capsule shit, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, beginning of the third act. Yeah, so everything's crazy. Josie's not gonna play because Fiona and Cummings suck ass, and they bring in Melody and Valerie, and Josie's like, "Oh, I was, I wasn't mean to you because I wanted to be. You was the CD had the subliminal messages, and I didn't mean what I said." And they don't play. If she doesn't play, they're gonna blow up Valerie and Melody in a car crash and cancel the concert. Yeah. And the the Danny Elfman ripoff music tells me it's spooky serious. Oh no, the movie actually means it's time to go go blow up. And don't they, mm -hmm. they stick the girls in a revolving car? It's funny because this is presumably like behind on backstage area at the concert. But like mm -hmm. it's they they look like they're at like a fucking again they're kind of like at a Best Buy because there's just like a stage for a revolving car and all this product placement shit all around the place and yeah yeah they're great they died in a slow fiery death in a burning hellhole whatever the light is oh yeah the MTV News already has the mm -hmm. the, the, the the clip set up about how Valerie and and and, and Melody are gonna get exploded yeah yep so uh, Melody or um. Josie says if she could go back in time, she'd take back all that stuff she said. And <laughs> Melody says, Melody says, if I could go back in time, I'd meet Snoopy. Which that yeah. is a great. That, Again. That did catch me off guard. And if Talk about sexy Ralph Wiggum. That's a good sexy Ralph Wiggum line. Just, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they could have taken the easy route and said, like, Richie Rich or Casper the Friendly Ghost or something. She went with Snoopy. It's just the joke that going to time has nothing to do with meeting a fictional character it's like it's no. just like fucking it's the perfect stupid person line it's great yeah oh if they you know how they have that the lame ass kind of blooperish montage at the end of the movie yeah if they had had a montage of them going to Knott's Berry Farm and her getting to meet Snoopy that oh that would have been cute you know if they ever did a sequel or did like Josie and the Pussycat sequel soft reboot Disney Plus TV series they should oh no they should do a special behind the music of where are they now? Oh, you mean like, well, actually twenty years later? Like, you could isn't isn't like a Rosario Dawson like married to a senator now? Yeah, I saw and, that. And Tara Reid is Tara oh, Reid. Oh God, no! I, you know what the funny thing is? You could do that. It you, would be you a bit. Do it, it in would, universe. It would be a behind the music of what happened to these oh, girls. Oh my God! But you know, Tara Reid would just be footage not found. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, yeah. Oh god, I didn't think about that. Yeah, and also Rosaria Dawson's the only person I think these days who actually still looks like her old self. Everyone else will plastic surgery it up and everything, but yeah. Um So anyhow. Alan uh, Cumming just turned into Richard E. Grant over time. They're the same person, they just like 
put on different clothes depending on which role they wanted to be in. So the, the bad guys just let her have this heart to heart for a while about how much she loves her flame. Yeah, it's funny how, how the bad, bad <laughs> the bad guys just stand while Josie and the girls just like gush at each other about how much they love each other and how how they feel bad for ever turning their backs on each other. And then Fiona's like, "All right, all right, all right, get enough up on with the stage. this shit. Get up over there and play." And Josie's like, I'm going to tell everybody your secret. And she's like, who's going to believe the ramblings of one girl? And they will. It's du jour. Back from the dead. It's... They didn't crash. They managed. It's That's the land the good plane joke. just fine. But there was in the parking lot of a Metallica, con Metallica concert and the fans beat the shit out Which of them. That is, that is pretty good. So they revealed the other band members in full body cast since they didn't know all the words to enter the Sandman. Like, yeah, the, like the, the main guy, the guy that we don't even they, know yet. The exactly, one guy yeah. that they could actually get back to record this, <laughs> unlike the other guys who were recording. I other wonder if that's what happened because it just seems so. Yeah, I do. I again. Well, they well, even beat up the monkey. <laughs> the fuck, and I love that the monkey is in a cast duct tape to Donald Faison, quote unquote Donald Faison's wrist. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't watching until 3D this time I real in 3D. Watching it in HD this time I realized <laughs> You that would lose your mind if these jiggles were in <laughs> oh 3D. Oh my god. There's not an IMAX screen big enough to contain Rosario <laughs> Dawson's jiggling, sparkling breasts. Um, but the body cast of Dujour, I mean, it's funny because they're wearing, like, the same hats and everything like that, so you can kind of more easily vaguely recognize They have guy. fire drawn on but them. But, yeah, the guy with the fire shirt has, shirts. like, the fire, like, yeah, like, the, 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 boa. the details of their clothing has been markered onto their body mm -hmm. suits, but, yeah, which I thought was kind of funny, but, anyway. So, Dujour attacks, but Gamora falls over. And that's, the, the, it turns out they don't do, and I do, like, Parker Posey. They don't do they anything. They just turn around, no. and they're just like, okay, whatever, let's get back to our evil business. Josie's trying to free her friends, but Fiona's like, what, what are you doing? For what? So you can go back to Shitdale and hang out with all your loser friends? Yeah, something the swearing uh, <laughs> upticks pretty dramatically in this last yeah. five, ten minutes of the movie. Josie takes offense, and it takes off her cat ears and attacks. Wow. It would have been better if she had put on her cat ear and said, Ram! Yeah, exactly, yeah. You think you could go... I wonder if that's kind of... Maybe they did that joke, but maybe it didn't play that well, so they just, just went yeah. for a more straightforward fight. So coming stops Valerie, and is like, Hold up, where you think you're going? But she's like, Oh, you rest messed with the wrong pussy. Bum, bum, bum. And she pulls his jacket over his head and gives him punches. She gives him bunches of punches. Melody's most martial arts. Uh, again, and this is like, I, I guess the, the, the joke is that she's stupid, but supposed to be a martial arts master because an Asian guy. This, this this also is a little bit time capsule moment. Asian guy comes up to fucking Tara Reed. A big gong sound happens, and he starts mm. doing kung fu. Yeah, and she knows kung fu better than him, but it's because it's Tara Reed, it's totally that thing where, like, they're trying to edit around the fact that this white person can't do kung fu to make it look like she's a kung fu master, but, yeah, it doesn't quite work, but, yeah. I There is a great yeah. moment, though, where fucking Josie's rolling on the ground with Fiona, and she just shoves a Twinkie to her mouth, and Fiona just screams, you bitch! <laughs> I love that's the best one, because you don't really want, like, you're not gonna have, you're not gonna have Rachel Lee Cook punching anyone in the face, but I do like the idea that her best way to attack Fiona is just to shove Twinkies down her throat. Her throat. Oh, I thought it was cute. And there's, Slap fight. there's a great moment where fucking Rosaria Dawson like clotheslines fucking Wyatt. She like bounces him off. There's yeah. like randomly some kind of wrestling ropes that she bounces him off of and clothesline him, and mm -hmm. that's pretty great. Hair pulling. Fiona swings a guitar at Josie, but hits the mix master. She kills 8, the mix master. Yeah. I did like. So now that plan's ruined. I did like a little bit of how the fight ends right before she kills the mix master, where Josie and Fiona are fighting and they do the slap fight thing. 
Like, it mm -hmm. looks like their fight's gonna escalate one last time, but they're just... They're just like... Nah, 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 which I thought was cute. But yeah, anyway, Mixmaster's dead. Things are going haywire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the Mixmaster says, Fiona's the most jerking girl in the world. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, it's yeah, probably... Yeah. Probably not something you want to be bragging about there, Fiona. Yeah. Or maybe you do want to brag about it, I don't uh, know. Everyone loves Fiona. Fiona's the coolest. The and her plan hand. was What's to be close? popular. Yeah. Isn't she already popular? I guess she wants so to be she... genuinely loved. I guess she has money and power, mm. but she's more feared than loved, so I guess she wants... I mean, that's the whole thing. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. Everybody's jealous of how many teeth she has in her face. <laughs> she has a lot of... Jesus. <laughs> so then she... Pushes moving phone guy out of the way on the recording. I heard Lisp saying, How did the cuts and whatever? And people laugh. She grew up with a Lisp. How sad. She just wanted to be popular. I do live off camera, you hear Lisping Lisa. Mm -hmm. and, and Cummings is like, Lisa's Lisping Lisa Snyder. He went to high school with her. He was known as White Ass Wally, the albino kid. I, I always hear didn't that as see wide that coming, <laughs> did ya? <laughs> so weird. I always hear that also as wide ass Wally, which I always think that maybe he was fat, but no, he's wide ass because he was albino. They do the uh, the Batman 1989 trick of where they try to show that he's he's just wearing flesh colored makeup over white skin by wiping a piece of white makeup on his forehead, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and he pulls his wig off. Turns out he's got weird white hair underneath, like wispy. He's got three hairs under his head. And yeah. he's, <laughs> he starts, and he suddenly starts speaking with American accent. He's like, oh, I just tried to sound British because I thought that would make people think it was hot. He's like, hey. Just hearing Alan Cumming suddenly start speaking with American accent at the end of the film, it was, uh, I thought was kind of cute. Yeah. She has fake teeth. Oh, God, he's yeah. She, <laughs> fucking her quote unquote real teeth are horrifying. Jesus Christ. He's got a gut that he's been holding that is, back. I assume for that's years. just his actual gut they just painted white because he's like sticking his belly out. That's all, yeah. Yeah. And they're, now they're happy with each other in love or whatever. Yeah. And because freaks find love together. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The, the moral of the story cuts is. over to, to fucking uh, the managers and like Misty Pyle's like, what? So what's the what's what, what's the moral of the story? The freaks are just supposed to date freaks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Alexander says, it's not what you wear or whatever, and it's who you are in the inside. So he gets naked and wanders the off. The naked thing is a little bit like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's supposed to be a bigger, funnier joke than it is, and it's just like, okay, it's more of a non sequitur, but. Then his sister says she's happy with who she is. She turns to dust and blows away. <laughs> I do like that. As soon as she says that, one of my other favorite jokes. Well, the FBI walk, man walks in <laughs> yeah. and says, holy shit, that girl has a skunk on her head. And it, I laugh. And I like, was, I and like, I, then he says something like, I know I shouldn't say that, but that is really messed up. And like, yeah. oh, Pyle sorry, is that's like, just her hair. Sorry, that's but that's messed that up. That is messed up. That is just, again, it's, that's actually non sequitur. That actually works, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So Josie comes running over to him and is like, Hey, they, he, you, these guys have been subliminal messaging the youth of America. He's like, oh, 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 arrest those two. Yeah. And he tells Fiona they got to play dumb. Plus, after the concert, they were going to shut down all their plans anyway. So he found out that subliminal messaging works much better in movies, and then Josie and the Pussycats is the best movie ever. Join, also, join the army. Join the army is great. Join the army is the touch that makes that joke. Uh, yeah, except I don't think their subliminal messaging on that one quite worked for this movie. Yeah, that's true. You know what would have been funny for the whole joke? Except this, it worked on you. What if the whole joke of this podcast? It works on the weak-minded motherfuckers <laughs> of the world. Uh, 
need to say what we need to record this whole podcast and like you we we're both talking about how this is obviously the easiest the best movie we ever made and we don't even make notice mm. of the subliminal advertising at the end that's how we should yeah. record the podcast yeah so anyway. Uh, Alexander tells them now that they're done saving the world, they have a concert to play. So they go on stage and the chat is like, crowd is like, yay! And then the crowd puts on their cat ears and she takes hers off and they take theirs off. She puts her backs on and she's, she's like, da 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 da. We're gonna play our new stuff and they all go, ew, deal. Because that's <laughs> what you love to hear at a concert. <laughs> that's what you love to hear at a concert that your band say, here's our new single. So is that said, a bad thing? Uh, you, n- typically, people you go start to off with the to hits. hear the yeah. songs. The songs yeah, they that know. That would be a nice treat if someone said, "This is the first time we're going to debut some new material." Though I can see yeah, you don't want to lead fine, off with but, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, "It's for someone who believed in me." I wish he was here right now. And then she starts singing the "Na Na" song, which is a really—it is a slow way to start off a show with. Uh, she sings a song in somewhere. A cheap polygon model grinds a rail on a skateboard and gets <laughs> a solid 6.0 from EGM. He didn't spell horse. So, shockingly, everybody loves them even without the subliminal mads in their music. And somehow, she's in this massive crowd of thousands of people, she's able to hear Alan go, Hey, Josie! The most meekest people of a guy. Hey, Josie. Mm-hmm. He's... He's crowd surfing, but he's not actually crowd surfing. He's just floating because he's that wafer thin. Seriously, on everyone's just normal breath, they don't even know he's there. He's like a fucking balloon <laughs> just bouncing on everyone's shoulders on the way to the front of the, mm-hmm. the crowd. Yeah. He gets carried to the front of the stage, and he's like, I love you! And they kiss. People paid money to see this concert. Play your fucking music. Even even the, even the, even the extras of the, this quote-unquote crowd playing an audience, paying audience, are getting bored. Like, come on, mm. movie. They sing more, people groove and dance or whatever. I do like the little uh, touch where, like, yeah, Josie and L&M are kissing, but then uh, it's it's Valerie has to come over and kind of tap him on the shoulder and be like, hey, we're playing yeah. a uh, show here. Get out of here. And Calm so they start playing. Get out of here. It's, it's the movie taking its victory lap. The sister gets hit on by the last member of the jour, and uh, any credits are... It's weird uh-huh. that, like, they don't even have the and other fake members of DuJour there, because you think, like, DuJour might come out and be, like, even if they're in, still in their cast and everything like that, would be, like, their backup dancers, or even also, they didn't standing... do shit. Like, they showed up, and it was this big reveal, like, we're here to help, and then Josie did it all herself. It does feel... I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of nice that the guys didn't come in and save the day, and yeah. the girls did it all themselves, but at the same time, they were fucking pointless. I almost wonder if... Because they lean into DuJour so hard at the beginning of the movie. That, like, the first ten minutes of the movie is just DuJour. I almost wonder if they meant them for them to come back. And even if they didn't, weren't going to save the day, I wonder if they meant them for them to come back at the end. And maybe they couldn't get, like, Donald Faison or something like that. And so they inv- I almost wonder if they just invented the whole cast thing. Just so they could kind of come back. Because they're, like, yeah. Yeah, they don't even have the guys, that, like, they don't even have the stuntmen and the casts at, at the finale. you think it would even do that much. But instead, it's just yeah. the one guy who... We don't know who's just the yeah, anyway, but so that's the end. It's over. That's the movie. And then the ending credits are bloopers of cast members having fun. It's so zany. While singing the Josie like, and the Pussycat I, song, yeah. I like when bloopers are funny, yeah. not just kind of things going wrong and people going, oh, I forgot my line. <laughs> the movie's more just showing that, like, it's not some, half of it's not even actually bloopers, let's, though. It's let's just, put it this way. It's just showing even w- Dick Clark wouldn't show these bloopers. <laughs> 
You know, they, there should have been more, uh, like, fucking uh, everyone calling each other a son of a bitch and threatening to punch each other, like, in all the Cannonball Run outtakes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this is more of just an excuse to show... They're not even bloopers as much as everyone just laughing and showing what a good time they're having while filming, which is kind of nice. But, yeah, it's not like yeah, anything you need to feel obligated to stay behind the scenes and watch. But, um, nah. Like, it's like the bloopers are, like, fucking Rachel Lee Cook hitting her nose on the mic, which is cute, but it's not like... Oh no, gotta stay here and watch this. But, mm. anyway, but yeah, it's a cute movie. And it just has a cute ending with yeah, cute it's credits. Fine. That's that's the whole thing in the movie. It's just cute. Yeah, it's fine. I I get why you like it because it's very jiggly. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's entertaining on multiple levels. But let's put it that way. And especially yeah, if you go in not expecting much, it's good. Mm. But it does yeah, it does not benefit from being oversold like so many other things. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad you like it so it does much. Does not cause cancer. It, does not heal. It's, uh, either, but... It wasn't like some of the other movies where you're like, "This was great," and I watched it and I said, "Oh, oh Bill, what's wrong?" Oh boy. Who hurt Oofa you? <laughs> so what do we? I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah, there's no other kind of trivia or anything that like. I looked up trivia and I even looked up the history of like the making of the Josie the Pussycats, the original comic book, and everything like that. But yeah, not nothing too. Uh, the Jungle Book. What? What? I just fired up Disney Plus so we could talk about what we're going to talk about next week, and suddenly the Jungle Book is, like, the top most... Did they just add the Jungle Book to Disney Plus? No, it's been there. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the things I think... Yeah, you'd think that would be part of the thing. So, uh, next week, I'm assuming we're going to continue with our Disney Plus uh, journey, right? Yeah! So, what are we... Let's see. Search... So, it's going to be... Three decades. Starting with Three Little Pigs. Okay. Then going to the Big Bad Wolf. Grasshopper and the Ants. Then the Grasshopper and the Ants. The Goddess of Spring. Wow. Um, then the Wise Little Hen. Let's see, that's one, two, three, four, five. And then the Tortoise and the Hare. Okay. So that's six of them. Okay. And I think they're a little longer. I think they're nine minutes now. Mm, okay. I think? And this is... I don't know. This should be the last batch of, like, objectively terrible cartoons. I don't know, because then there's we start the next after that with the Golden Touch. Uh, the Golden Touch, but I. Know but then we get then we get the band. The band concerts were supposed fun. to be landmark. I think that might be like the first cartoon with Donald Duck. I think mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of people would consider the band concert mm-hmm. to be one of the first cartoons. No, because like wait, unless they're not in order, because he shows up in the Wise Little Hen. Oh, he does. I think that's oh, okay. his first thing. Yeah. But we're getting to the point where there's more of like the established. Oh, Mickey's rival. I love that. Like Mickey's rival looks like fucking Walt Disney. I always, I always. I think wa- he's, is that? Mortimer? Yeah, I think it's Mortimer think it's Mouse, Mortimer. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once we get beyond this, we're getting more towards the cartoons that are more like what you would think the old... Like, the more typical old Disney cartoons, where it's like, Mickey and Donald and Goofy. It's not just like, what the fuck are we watching? Why is it a bunch of flowers and trees? What is this? Mm-hmm. It's not funny. Who thought this was funny? Yeah. Who thought this was funny? And I will eventually get on the thing where I will be talking about Disney stuff, too. But there, there's still a couple things I want to talk about myself. Yeah, that's before. fine. Like I said, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, Actually, the one that, well, next thing I want to talk about is on Disney+. Plus. So, Uh-oh. it's a movie, not a cartoon, but we'll be talking about that. Um, mm, the Apple Dumpling Game. <laughs> I gotta get me some of that fucking... Oh, actually, well, no, because it's recent enough that even if I could say, like, if it's on Disney Plus, we're, if if we're going to continue this thing of, like, turning at least half the podcast into a Disney Plus thing, we would eventually hit it. But it's from 1988, so it would take us so long to get mm. there that 
Yeah, I think I'll. I don't think I don't think I would be interested enough to even talk about it anymore by the time we actually get to it. But, um, but yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that was Josie the Pussycats. Next time it's gonna be some more Disney Plus through the decades gobbledygook. Yeah. I love knowing what yeah. we're gonna do next, at least for half the podcast. That is one nice comfort of having this. Uh, you you uh, guiding us onto this path. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's it's just. That you know, you wouldn't think that would be a great, such a nice feeling to just not have to think about what you're gonna do next. But man, it's nice. Well, it's funny because when the podcast first started, it was like almost like there's so many things we could talk about. It was actually hard to think of things. It was hard to decide on stuff because there were so many options available to us. And now after like five years, we've kind of run out of options. And now we're just kind of like, well, we could do that, but it's super long. Yeah, we still have options. We still have yeah, options, still have but, options like, but we've called, we've we've done most of the obvious things we want to do for the podcast. That wouldn't take a million yeah. years or be some kind of crazy like the yeah, um, timer uh, effort investment. Which, which actually, if you hadn't had a kid, it would be a little bit easier that we could sit down and say we're going to do something crazy True. that is a time investment. But yeah, it's yeah. almost like things change, and we have to, to keep be let on our feet with the podcast a little bit just because but which hey i've like i said i have no problem with though dang babies ruining our silly little podcast <laughs> cute i love i they i'll I, I love being accommodating for for people whose lives are changing because they have kids and stuff like that that's just life that's how that's just how things work in, in the world so yeah man i know so many people just even right now or who have gotten knocked up and they'll like her like pregnant right now like my new year's thing we had like three pregnant people over at the house and i was like jesus everyone's mm. just like breeding right now it's not even one specific generation i know people who are like 25 and pregnant i know people who are like, 35 and pregnant i have people like 40 years old and pregnant now like it's like everyone's just like mm, something in the, the water. geriatrics yeah <laughs> that's a fun thing once you reach a certain age like in your late 30s or something, you turn into a geriatric pregnancy. That's, I was horrified to hear that if you're in your 30s and you're pregnant, you're technically like a geriatric. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god. And I'm in my mid-40s, and I'm like, oh my god, it sucks to be a woman. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. When you're like 32 and someone's, technically you've, you're in some kind of geriatric thing, it's like, oh my god, yeah. Jesus. Yes, sir. Anyway, okay, we'll shut up, we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Trying to think of a way to wrap this podcast up, this episode up that doesn't revolve around breasts or <laughs> jiggling or d- the music. You well, I don't remember. Well, the- okay. oh man, what's the music in this? So, did you ever watch the cartoon? Sometimes I remember the theme song. Well, of course. I know they you had the, 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 the yeah the, the. So what about the cartoon? Nothing. I didn't watch it, but I <laughs> fuck that this, for some, I know th- for some reason that song is like it permeated everything it's a good song i mean they covered that for the end credits of this to me i'll drop that into the end um i did like the they seem to be playing more what's this jangly thing what what's the thing that you hit it's not like drums but it's like a little circle with the jangly bits on it a symbol not a symbol the jangly thing I'm gonna let you stew on that one. <laughs> that's what they play in the. That's uh, my biting memory. Is that's what most. There's like a drummer, and I think everyone else is just playing the spangly thing. Mmm, the spangly. Oh, God. Spangly janglies. The spangly janglies, yeah. Yeah, the spangly janglies. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Okay. okay. Well, that's seriously the pussy. Yes. That was okay. I'm glad to see I didn't torture you with it too much. Nah, it's fine enough. It, if it was on and. Uh, I, I wouldn't demand somebody change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not it's relatively inoffensive. 
Yeah. If somebody was like, should I watch that? I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. And yeah, and and <laughs> want to travel back in time again? I think it's more interesting now as just a time castle from twenty years ago, as much as anything else, even just as a comedy. Just like, like so much of this movie just wouldn't work. Like the way the music industry works, no one buys CDs anymore. Uh, the fa- the yeah. Motorola flip phone plane, like that's just that's a time capsule right there, and just all kinds of shit. Yeah, and like yeah. anyone giving a shit about MTV. Oh like, yeah, Jesus, that in itself is like, huh, yeah. yeah. Back when T- MTV was still showing videos and wasn't just all reality programming, but I think it was on the borderline. It at was. That point. It I was. Yeah. TRL was like the last gasp of music videos. Because that was probably right around the time that uh, Survivor had started airing, and that's the thing that really turned everything towards uh, reality programming, at least here. In the uh, States. It was more their. Um, well, they had the uh, real world. Uh, Real all world throughout the and 90s, road rules and road but, rules versus real world and all that stuff. But that was the, the reality programming was just a, like a component. But I think after Survivor, everything started like that's when you start getting yeah. like the Bam Margera show and shit like that. And, I don't even fucking know what they show on MTV anymore. Man, did you actually watch the Real World that much? Hell no, but Kelsey. Really? Did. Oh man, we, Kelsey and I, we need might have to do like a Real World episode about the first like four. She seasons was of the obsessed real with um, the Real World. Yeah. When we first started dating, she would always that uh, that was her show. She would watch. Which is funny because it's not like you could ever watch it. Like unless you were watching it live when it first aired, they didn't do much in the way of repeats. Like years yeah. later, I mean, that, well, I know because they kept on doing more seasons, new seasons of of the Real World, so there was no incentive to go back and re-air. Uh, older seasons that often uh, once it built up enough of a backlog of episodes, but like yeah, that's, uh, I'll have to gush with with Kelsey sometime about Puck and the peanut butter and Oh, the peanut butter the pe- Dad, Yeah, it was a big thing and he stuck his fingers in the peanut butter and the guy got AIDS and died and it was all very sad <laughs> God damn, what a real world is dumb as shit that, that was, everyone considers that to be the good version of the real world. After that, it even got more stupid and vapid after that, I hear. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it's neither here nor there. So, yep, that was all that. Um, I got nothing else. We got no witty way to end this thing. Long tails and ears for hats. Mm-hmm. Josie and the pussy cats. cats. Anyway. Nah, uh, nah, nah. We'll this podcast, podcast by saying, fuck you, Alan M. You piece of yeah. shit. What the fuck are you wasting you, your time in you, our move for? You, you're supposed to the hottest the guy hottest in Riverdale, guy my ass. <laughs> you know what? We need to go to Riverdale, because if that's the competition, like, I might mm-hmm. actually have a fighting chance, and I'm a fucking slug of a human being, but yeah. 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 We could totally get Betty, because who wants Veronica? Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. I got that. Yeah. God, that's... What a... F- mm? Why is that such a weird idea? Like, anyway. Are you a more Ethel kind of guy? <laughs> Who's Ethel? Who was it? Wait, what? Is Ethel a person? Is it Ethel? Is it Ethel? The one that was a was into Jughead? Really? There was a lady after Jughead? Yeah. Does Kelsey watch um the new Riverdale stuff? No. Okay. Because, I mean, that's, 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 I know there's, it's supposed to be very, very kind of, very kind of horny soap opera kind of thing going on there. Archie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Archie yep. Ethel. Ethel. Is she just like a? <laughs> is she like an old woman? Dr- oh, you know what? That's who. Okay. There is essentially like a girl that is essentially just like Jughead, but girl, like Miss Pac-Man to uh, Jughead's Pac-Man. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. She really. It's just Jughead with like a literally a boner hair. Yeah. Big buck teeth. Kinda, and a like, shorter nose. Oil. 
Oh my mm-hmm. god! Also, she was horny as hell. Oh no! Oh, oh she wanted god. to bang Jughead so oh, bad, no. and all he wanted to do was fuck hamburgers. Oh, I forgot how long uh, Jughead's nose was. Mm-hmm. I love Jughead, that fucking stupid fucking hat and those hamburgers. He should. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's like Wimpy's kid. Maybe. I can see Popeye and uh, 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 Archie. Wimpy and a hamburger had a baby yeah, together. Something. Okay, we're just dragging this end of the episode. Hells yeah, we are. Hey, we should go. I'm to find out there's a female Jughead, though. And she's so ugly. They made, like, depending on which era that you're looking at, she just looks like a fucking monster. Yeah, oh, pretty much. Oh, my God. She, she looks like oh, one. There were. If you could turn bad breath into a human being, <laughs> that's what Ethel <laughs> is. Okay, yeah, brethel. Okay, we're yeah. gonna go. All right. Anyway, yeah, he's keeping the, he's muttering on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Target Podcast, Twitter, TargetPodcast.com. Like us around, share us around. If you only like our Disney episodes, then you're, you're not listening to this. So we'll see what happens next week. This uh, is where yeah. we talk, Come back talk all the Disney. shit we want about Disney. Yay, of iWorks. Yeah. Disney can suck my balls. I love <laughs> uh-huh. the Fleischer. You know what? Maybe I'll turn my half of the podcast into a Fleischer Brothers podcast yeah. and I'll go through all 12 uh, cartoons they ever made. It'll be done much sooner than your half of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, until next time, keep following those with pop culture. So long! Take care, guys. Jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> Jiggling for Snoopy. That's what it is.